Income Tax Podcast with Mike Grinning. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators, where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at MikeBone. And you can check out some of my work on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. I'd also love to invite you to be a part of our online Facebook community called Daily Creative Habit. Simply go to dailycreativehabit.com and you can request to join the group. It's free. It's a private Facebook group where people are showing up with all sorts of creative expressions to say, I want to show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. I want to be a part of a community that is encouraging me and helping me show up and be my very best. So if that's you, join us today. Go to dailycreativehabit.com and I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, I want to thank you so much for tuning into this podcast and want to ask you a favor. If this podcast has at all helped you in any way, if it's offered you encouragement, if there's been a specific episode where you have just been, man, that is exactly what I needed in the exact place I'm in right now. Would you take a moment to maybe share this with someone else that you know, another creative who might benefit from listening to creative chats as well? Just simply hit the share button. Uh, this is on a, a variety of platforms. So if someone's on Apple versus Android or vice versa, or they have access to Spotify or only Google Play, I mean, I'm all, this podcast is all the places. So if you would just take a moment, even right now, just to share and send them a little note saying, hey, I was thinking of you. I'm sure it would mean the world to them, and it would certainly mean the world to me because I want this podcast to help as many creative people as possible. So I want to thank you in advance for that. Now, for this week's episode, this is part two of my conversation with Pamela Robertson, my friend who is an abstract painter and creative. And if you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back and listen to the previous episode because this conversation was just so amazing. Uh, I let things go on the recording just because I knew that this was going to be getting into some subject matter and some areas where it was really important for us to explore and just have that casual conversation as two creative people, uh, sharing what our experiences have been around just creating and getting critiqued and getting um, past the inner critic and the outer critic and wrestling with some mental health issues in the midst of trying to create. Um, All those things uh, go into this journey that we have as creative people. And so I hope that this encourages you today. I hope maybe that it resonates with you in a, in a way that gives you hope and lets you know that you're not alone and maybe it just feels, makes you feel a little more connected. And so um, enjoy this episode and be sure to, again, recommend this to someone who maybe you think might be helped by this episode or by this podcast. So here is part two of my creative chat with Pamela Robertson. And then, you know, I I had heard this or read this someplace and it stuck with me and it said, not everyone has earned the right to be your critic. And we don't think about that. We automatically accept what somebody may have to say because it 
rubs up against our insecurities and the other voices that maybe have said something similar. And we don't stop in the moment and go, does this person have the right to speak into my art or into my life in this way? Right. Because not everybody does. I totally agree. And, you know, I got myself in the same situation recently, like, and it took me by surprise. Um, I was in this weekend art marketing retreat thing, online thing, and, and it was great. And we learned a lot. And, um, but it really part I was super excited about was that we would, we would share a piece of finished work and this other artist, this like international artist would, um, critique it, right. Talk to us about it and give give us his feedback. And I thought, oh, this is exciting because, and I don't know this guy and, um, you know, but I like this, I like this group. And, um, so this will be some totally fresh insight into, you know, into my work. That's super cool. And, and as it went on, you know, there's like 15 artists or something and I was kind of in the middle. And as it went on, he was like, you know, just falling over himself with excitement about these other artists. You know, I'm so honored to meet you. And this piece is just incredible. And now I've looked up all it, you know, your Instagram, your website, I love all of it, blah, blah, blah. And then there were some other ones that he was like, oh, this is nice and it's good. And, you know, and you could tell those people, they had just started painting, like they weren't on the same level. And, and he wasn't mean to them at all. He was very kind, <clears throat> but, you know, obviously they weren't going to get the same kind of like, oh, wow. And I was thinking, wow, I'm going to, I think I'm going to fall in. There was definitely two groups. There was the B group and the A group. I'm definitely going to be in the A group. Right. And we get to my work and he was just like, yeah, it's neat. Isn't acrylic paint really interesting? <laughs> Aren't gels and mediums? So you can do so many things with them. And I'm like, wait a minute, how did we get into this conversation? Which I may have opened up because the silence from him, you know, his response to my work and, and, and it devastated me. I mean, I, and I, and I literally, it was all I could do to finish the, the workshop because I felt so foolish one for, for, waiting for some stranger to give me his seal of approval. And somehow that would legitimize me when I'm already making the art. I'm already doing it. I mean, who is, I never heard of this guy before I showed up for this thing. Right. So it's that same thing where I'm just like, okay, here I am open book. And I really came at it again. I think like that 17 year old that walked into college going here I am, you know, do with me what you will. And it's a really bad way to, put yourself out and your art out into the world because you do need to be, have some protection because like you said, you don't know. I mean, not everybody has the right to talk about your work and he, and to say he wasn't mean, he was just dismissive. As I thought about it later and talked about it with some friends, <clears throat> I realized that the common thread of the stuff that he loved was anything that was associated with nature and mine isn't directly associated to nature. My paintings are what I call the inner landscape. So I'm painting about the things that make me excited, which is the interior and how does it make you feel and what does it make you think about and memories and all that kind of stuff. So it's a different kind of natural world. And certainly there are some parts where I am inspired by nature because I think dying thistles and weeds and things in the fall are amazing. They're so alien and, and fascinating. I love all that stuff. Um, but yeah, and, and, and so he wasn't interested in that. He, and so he was just like, okay, whatever. I don't care. It's nice. You know, good job with the acrylics next. And, um, and it shouldn't have devastated me, but, but I, but I came out, you know, with my heart on a plate and here you go, whatever you want to do, which is a really dumb way to do it because 
you don't know what you're going to get because once again, going back to art is so subjective. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, he didn't say my art was garbage. That's what I heard and internalized. I mean, what I heard is that he wasn't honored to meet me. Therefore he was, I was just something he needed to get through. So he'd go to sleep at the end of the day. You know, it was just Mm -hmm. a task at that point. I mean, I turned it into a really dark thing and I literally couldn't paint. I was really crushed by this. And I was really shocked because I thought I'd passed all that. I thought I've, you know, I've done so much work. I'm much older now. And so I would be finished with that. And, um, but it can happen at any time. It really can. And and so that's where I, I agree with you. It, you do have to be careful and, and choosy about how you show your work and, and who you ask for feedback from. And, um, and to be prepared, I think too, I'm still kind of thinking like, how would, should I have handled it differently? Um, you know, would, was there a better way for me to say, okay, well, can we talk about the painting now? Right. <laughs> Some <Yeah>. paint. <laughs> it's hard because when you're, you're looking for that validation, you're coming from typically more of an insecure place because yes. you're looking for that validation exactly. and it's such a double-edged sword because on the one hand you need some validation because that's encouragement to say yeah you're doing a good job you're you're yeah. this is good keep going right um, somebody right. to cheerlead you exactly and and, and someone's to who's outside removed from the work that you're doing because you're so close to it to see things and go oh yes i see what you did there i understand i connect your work connects and then you're like okay good it's not just me it's I'm not on the just right my head. exactly right yeah so you need that piece yeah the we validation. Get into trouble exactly we get into mm-hmm. trouble though when we start to be too insecure about it and then want so much validation that if we don't get that from this person then it really throws us for a loop yeah and it it, it just can take the legs out from underneath us completely yeah but it's so sneaky because, I mean, I walked in going, hey, I'm an artist, you know, I work with other artists. I'm serious about this stuff. I've done it my whole life. And, you know, I know how good my work is. I work closely with mentors who are mm-hmm. professionals who are like, this is great stuff and all of that. So I was not prepared at all <laughs> yeah. that I was coming from such a place of need, you know, and so I, I would imagine my ego was was very, very attached to that. And I think most of the time I can can to keep my ego off. And it, it just caught me by surprise. And, and it really took me for a loop. And it was, my legs were totally caught up from underneath yeah. me. And I was floored, devastated, you know, really questioning everything. Um, and then angry, really angry. <laughs> like every time I saw it most, I was like, no, pass it out. <laughs> I think there's also something about the the struggle piece as an artist that because most artists are not, hey, I did this thing and I got discovered and everything's great and, and it's just money's flowing and work is flowing and everything is flowing. <laughs> most of the time, it's like pushing a boulder up a hill and sometimes you get crushed by it and you got to go, okay, let me get back up. Let me push it more. Yeah. Um, and and so much of that struggle can be defining and mark us in ways that even though we may not be consciously feeling that all the time, there are moments where that flares up or a situation that 
that touches that even slightly and it all comes flooding back and that colors how we see things how we see our work how we see the situation we're in so well stuff, you know? yeah it's um, so true yeah I want to ask you how in your experience when you've had these places where you're like I don't feel like I know what to do how to move out of this you know I'm stuck right? in this pit yeah. what has been your experience to move forward and work through that well, I, for me, um, most recent, I can, you know, this was very recent. And so I can really talk about what I did because it hurt and I didn't want to do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, doing the work around this kind of stuff is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, um, so a big part of it for me was um, having people to talk about it with who kind of, you know, understood and could validate the experience and go, wow, that was not a great experience, right? And that you're not crazy to see that he was really loving on other people and you wanted to be in on that love and you didn't get that love and that hurt, right? So that was good to kind of just accept that part where it's like, I also wanted to be validated by this guy. I. I would be hard pressed to tell you what his name is. It's so silly. Um, but so there was that of just accepting that I had inadvertently slipped into that space of wanting a perfect stranger to give me worth, give me self-worth. Because I didn't, honestly, I didn't, I'd never seen his work before. I know more about him now just because, you know, he's on my Instagram feed. Um, but I knew nothing. I didn't know anything about his work, anything about his background. I mean, he was, he was a pleasant guy. That was it. Um, so, so I, you know, kind of understood. I kind of, it was like an old, I, it felt very old. And it felt very much like back in college when you, you know, put your three wet paintings up for the two gods, your professors to tell you <laughs> how amazing you are because you have hit, you know, genius level art making and they're going to, you know, take you into the galleries, <laughs> <laughs> which never, of course, never happened. But it, it felt very much like that, that same sort of rejection and not being in with the cool crowd and, not maybe not even being a good artist and maybe being the biggest fool on earth because I think I am really good at what I do. Um, <clears throat> and so I think there was just a lot of time where I just, I just had to accept that it, it, it I, I let it happen. I wasn't a very good steward of myself because I didn't come in with a little more, what's the word? Um, not really protection, but a little more, circumspection I think okay. right where you're kind of like here you go and I don't really care what you think about it but um anyway and and just time of just accepting that that it happened but it didn't but but as much as it felt like it was something in reality and as time passed you could see it more in reality it didn't mean that much it's just one person who didn't connect with my art and when I look back on it to see, you know, that the stuff that did excite him was nature and I didn't talk explicitly about nature and he didn't get it. And that was it. And he's not a jerk and I'm not stupid and I'm not a bad artist. It's just that mm -hmm. we didn't, we didn't connect. It's just like a bad date. Right. And it's yeah. not because the guy was a moron. It's just, you didn't connect. There was no interest. There's no chemistry. Move on. Not the end of the world. It isn't. And, um, but it does take time to get there. But I think other helpful things, depending, you know, on what it is, is journaling. 
Um, you know, the way I like to journal about this kind of stuff is just to dump it all out, all the embarrassing stuff, all the hateful stuff, all the crying, feeling sorry for yourself, just all of it, all the stuff you really don't want to share with anybody else. Um, because in the full light of day, it's kind of embarrassing that you're, you know, going so low and, and so deep into that mess. But I think it's really helpful to write it all out because then it opens up a part in your brain and your heart to kind of look over and go, okay, but are things really that bad? Like, okay, so let's talk about what's working. And that's how my best journaling goes when I can just spend some time just to dump it all out, all of it, just like ticking your purse, all you ladies out there and just dumping it all out. Right. And you've got this weirdest stuff in there. You haven't seen for years, You're like two year old receipts and <laughs> silliness and and then you clean it all out right and you're like oh wow that's a bunch of junk and then you look at it to make sure it's really junk and then you throw all the junk away and then you organize everything all nice and neat and you're like oh a fresh new start and that's how I approach journaling it's the same kind of thing like you get it all out and then you kind of sort through it like what's real because sometimes people are going to hurt you and they are jerks right and they and it's something you need to know about that person that you need to be either they need to not be in your life or you need to be much more protective of yourself when you do involve yourselves with them. Um, so not all hurt is imagined in your head. Sometimes hurt is, is, is for real, but I think journaling really helps to kind of, at least it helps me to kind of look at it much more objectively. Once it's written out, it, it tends to remove it from this immediacy going on up here where it's very unclear and then, and then I can kind of parse out what was real and what part should I still be indignant about, right? And what part was my responsibility and, and what part was probably not that big a deal. When you really look at like the whole scheme of my life, I won't remember the day this guy said acrylic paints are neat about my work. Like I just won't, it, it was, it's, it ends up being a non-issue. And I think when you put it in things of that perspective, then it makes it a lot easier to move on from, you know, like what were we all in a rage about, you know, um, even a month ago, none of us can remember. So yeah. It, yeah. I think there is two, there are, you know, you have to give yourself the grace that you maybe made a mistake. You didn't protect yourself. And then you also need to just let it go. Cause not everybody is always on their best behavior. Just as you know, you're not sometimes mm -hmm. people are, are going to be awful because they're having a bad day or they just didn't know that what they were saying about your art was incredibly painful to you because <laughs> they don't yeah. know. Right. Like I have people say, you know, I ask my husband, you know, what do you think of this painting? And they go, you know, now they're in the headlights, like a deer in the headlight. They don't know what to say. They don't want to make you mad or sad. And they need to tell you something. And so they come up with something and it inevitably will hurt your feelings because they're not coming, they're not talking to you as an artist. You're asking for something very specific that an artist could give you the kind of feedback that you need. So what I've learned to do, because I used to do it too, and it was always incredibly uncomfortable. I never got an answer that was helpful or that I liked. And so now what I ask non-artists, if I want feedback from a non-artist from my work in progress, I ask them, is this interesting to you? which is great. Either it is or it isn't. And if it is, I can ask them why. And if it isn't, I can ask them why. 
and you know, you know, you have to know the person that you're talking to, and if you trust them, if they have a good eye for things. And, and a lot of non-artists have really great eye for things because we are all artists, whether we want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. And um, so that way, I get some really good feedback, and it's very objective because it's not about do you love me and do you think I'm an amazing artist and isn't this the most genius thing you've ever seen? <laughs> and that's so loaded, and it's so unfair. <laughs> totally, totally. So I, I want to hear a little bit about, uh, tell people about your community, you know, and how, where can they find it and how can somebody be a part of it? Yeah, it's, um, it's Strong Artist Life. Um, and I named it that very specifically because I think from what I've seen and obviously what I've experienced, but also the people I work with, when your art is in flow, as I like to say, right, when you get, you're just making art and it is, it's, it's still work, but it's, there's lots of moments where you're just like, wow, this is so cool, right? This is so great. I can't wait to start the next one. And I've got this going on and that flow of just nearly effortless production. Um, then every, it seems like every other part of your life is going really well, right? Like your steps a little lighter and a little happier to see other people. And, yeah. you know, you want to eat a good meal instead of some crap (laughs) because you're all stressed (laughs) out. Right. And, um, so that's why I called it strong artist life. Cause I really do think, um, for artists that are working and really focused and committed to, you know, pursuing their art and whatever their personal goals are, because it could be different for everybody, but really pursuing the art part of it. When you get that part, right. It Matt, it, it automatically improves all other aspects of your life. It can't help, but do so. Um, because it is such a core part of us. So when we're in harmony with that core part of us and the rest of our lives is a lot nicer. Um, and so that's what strong, that's really the, the bedrock of what strong artist life is all about. And, um, and so the problem I had when I was looking, what I've done, I created strong artist life is what I was looking for when I was looking for an artist community to join. I was looking for strong artist life. I didn't find it. I found p- bits and pieces so a lot of programs are, um, you know, it's a bunch of pre-recorded videos and it's a lot of teaching how to paint, which is great for that. And I, I utilize those. I give them lots of money and I learn a lot of things from them. So I'm not putting that down, but I knew that's not what I wanted to do. And a lot of artist communities are all typing, you know, back and forth. And um, like I said, I don't really connect with people that way. I mean, I connect with them during that chat, but I'll be hard pressed to really remember anything about it. And, and that develops into anything else. There's only so much you can really express in type form, right? You miss all the nuance of the voice and the inflection and all that stuff and the expressions. So, um, and then, And then a lot of the groups are gigantic. And so, and we're all, and what I felt in a lot, I felt terribly lonely in those because while there was a lot of great information and everything, I was still lacking the community part of it. And I just felt like all of us were waiting to be discovered by the, you know, the handful of people that run the group. And that's what we were all doing. And so none of us were looking at each other or looking to each other, or or there was no, relationship. There was really no community. It was just a bunch of people hoping to be discovered yet again. Mm. Um, you know, but even at a lower level, cause they're not going to be buying your work. <laughs> 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 and, 
And I just remember feeling, you know, that, that another old familiar feeling for me of just being feeling extremely isolated and lonely, even as I was surrounded by, you know, thousands of people and, um, and really hating it. And then finding, like I said, a smaller group where we actually, where I felt seen, but it was still very surface. So we're just talking about the painting and everyone's having a great day. And sometimes painting is hard. Bye-bye. See you next time, which was good for a little while, but I was really hungry still. So I, so, so I pulled all the pieces and parts that I like um, for Strong Artist Life. So Strong Artist Life is not about teaching you how to paint, but it is for abstract painters because I can't, I can't offer, I don't think, the kind of technical or critique support for a realist painter. I mean, I can tell them if I like it or not, if it's good or not, but I don't have the technical skills about, you know, how to make, how to push things back, how to bring things forward that would mean anything. Um, so it is for abstract artists. And so we meet every other week and we spend most of the time talking about our art, um, works in progress mostly, and we really dig in deep. And because it's a static group, right? It's not just people coming in and out all the time. There's a lot of trust that comes. And so our conversations over time have gotten better and better because we know where that artist was when they first joined the group and where their art is now. And the amazing thing is because of the trust and because of the constant, you know, the feedback around the art, everyone's art, including mine, has improved measurably. It's amazing. And now everyone is selling work too. Like all my members are selling work. It's the coolest thing. And they're taking risks and doing things that they never would have done. If I told them when they started, you know, you're going to have an open studio and people are going to ask you to teach them to make work and you're going to put together a program so that you can teach people in your studio how to paint. They would have said, absolutely not. I'm never going to do that. And it all sounds horrible. And I'm going to go do something else and not work with you because you're a nut. And I see all of this happening. And, you know, I see artists that are like, I hate technology. I hate all of it. I'm not going to do this. And now they're posting a, a reel or a video every single day. And they're talking and they're having fun. And I mean, it's incredible what's been going on. So we talk about the business part of it too, right? And the foundations of, you know, um, getting your stuff together so that you can participate in the outside world with your art in a professional way that doesn't take up your whole life and and you come off as a professional and um and we talk so we talk about goal setting and um and really just kind of like where everybody is at a certain time so we we talk a lot about do we want to work with galleries is that or is that something maybe you just want to do on the side how do we build the thing where we get to sell direct so we get to know these customers and build that relationship which is so important i think in selling art rather than just sticking it on some website and somebody buys it somewhere and some art is great for that but i feel like this kind of abstract work that me and my group are doing it needs a little more entry i guess a little more personal entry to where people really get it because it's easy just to flip by. I don't know what that is. And you flip by it, right? I mean, pe people love to categorize stuff and we're all in a big hurry and you only have three seconds to make an impact and all that jazz. So once again, we have a, we have a more niche audience, but, um, but it's been amazingly successful. And literally, I mean, 
you know, someone coming in saying, you know, so negative, down talking their work all the time, down talking themselves all the time. And, um, and then putting up these achingly beautiful paintings and then just telling you how terrible each pace is. It's so heartbreaking. And then to be able to turn that around. And, um, and so now that particular artist doesn't do that anymore. And now she sees it in other artists and she's, and now she sees where she can help them to end that cycle and come out. And that was the whole thing. And that, that was really the whole message when God first told me to put this thing together. Like I said, I was very resistant, but what the promise was, was that this wasn't just about my group, which is great, but it's about the ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. And how it spreads. So if people are happier and more secure with themselves and healthier in their mindset and their, and they're making better art, and then their art is going out into homes where people are falling in love with this stuff. Right. And so there's this exchange of money and they're getting something that they love. And then that word spreads. And also these artists are being asked to speak. They're being asked to teach and they're taking those, those on. And they're working like I have one artist who's working with non-artists, but working with them about art because they're interested in art and they want to do it more for just a hobby, but they want to make some cool stuff. And so, and one woman is, is do, one of her clients is doing it because her, her child has autism and she goes, this is a way I can, I can interact with my child in a meaningful way for both of us. And they, their lives are being transformed by this. And this is an artist who never would have even considered saying, Hey world, you know, I can teach you how to do what I do. She never would have done it. Instead, she's doing that. She's raised her own art prices I think three times in less than a year because her prices were so low. She was so insecure. And that's the biggest thing um, is the insecurity because we all carry it in different forms. But I think having a real community um, of people where it's not competitive, they're not like saying, oh, good. I hate this person. I can't wait to jump in and like, you know, yeah. pile on. That's not allowed. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it's such a great place to, you know, even when you're, when you are going through, you know, crazy life and you're not painting, but it's still a group you can come to and go, I feel like a failure because I haven't painted in a week or two weeks or whatever. And we can all go, yes, we validate that feeling that is real, but let's look at reality, right? Like mm -hmm. you have this body of work, you got accepted to the show and you know, all the things that are going on that you are an artist and we can pull up your art right now, look at it and tell you again, how, you know, which of these pieces that we truly love. Yeah. And there's such great healing in getting to know other artists and their work on such a deep level. It's been, it's been miraculous, honestly. I never expected it to feed me personally in such a deep, and meaningful way. And, you know, when we have to rearrange the schedule and we go a couple of weeks without talking to each other, I am chosen for that meeting. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, when, when I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm out of sync with the whole world <laughs> yeah. 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 and you I'm know, not the funny. only one. Community is, is like the buzzword, right? I mean, so many people, it's like, it oh yeah, community. Mm -hmm. But the truth of it is when you have the right community and you, you even use this word, it's transformative. It truly is. And I was the biggest, I was like community, community. I've seen it all. 
you know, like you said, it's a buzzword and mm-hmm. we type to each other on Facebook and we like a lot of stuff and it doesn't mean anything <laughs> and I'm over it. And the people that I have known in real life were awful and I don't want to deal with it. People are terrible. I mean, seriously, I'm like the biggest pessimist. I'm the glass is half empty. I'm done. Um, but what this has taught me is that, yeah, yeah, it is about other people and it is about communing with people that get you and people that I think for artists, it's so special to be able to hang out with people who can go, oh yeah, Payne's Gray. Can we talk about how amazing Payne's Gray is, right? Like no one else wants to have that conversation at all, ever. Like we're the biggest nerds. I mean, and everybody is, you know, in their own little hobby. So it is so refreshing to be able to, to just gush about an amazing line, you know, and, and, and everyone in the room, you know, the Zoom room takes you seriously. Like we all get it because it is, it is amazing when you get that, that line. And how come I wasn't doing that line? That line is so good. I got to remember that line. I mean, it's such a rich experience to really share on such a deep level and to be able to go, I feel completely insecure and everybody gets it. You know, this person said acrylic paint is nice when he looked at my painting and the whole room goes, oh my God, that's so awful, <laughs> right? Where have you told anybody else to go, is acrylic paint not nice? Like no one would understand the <laughs> <Right>. point. <laughs> totally, totally, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when I think back to the different communities that I've been a part of, the ones that have been most meaningful to me are the ones where there are those special connections where I have felt seen and heard and I've helped other people feel that as well. Yeah. And, you know, that's even why, you know, for me, I talk about it all the time in the beginning of this podcast of saying, Hey, if you want to be a part of, you know, daily creative habit, Facebook group to be in there, to help encourage people show up daily for their, their work um, and create and foster those relationships with people that, it, it is mutually beneficial because when you can receive and offer encouragement, when you can receive yes. and offer some of that validation um, and you sometimes just need a place that's safe for you to go where people understand yeah. you and there's not a whole lot of context you have to give right. and it becomes transformative. It does. And a, and a safe place where you can ask a really dumb question, right? Mm-hmm. That you're pretty yeah. sure the whole world knows, but you, that is so freeing too, to have that place to do it. And for me, like I said, I need the face to face. I need to, I need to, it needs to be face to face. And so where was I going with that? Just that it has just been a beautiful experience and it's truly changed who I am. Like I get it now. God was right. Um, <laughs> this was, it's way bigger than me. And I, you know, I call myself a coach because that's like the vernacular that people understand, but I don't really consider myself a coach. I really look at myself as more of a facilitator, you know, like I've, I'm the one who created the space and I've kind of set the parameters, you know, like we don't, we don't talk about each other behind each other's back. Okay. We also, we're not doing political art. Hooray for political art. I don't want it in my group. Political is everywhere. This is political free zone. So we have a few parameters like that. And, um, and then the rest of it is really just opening up other people to understand how genius they are as a person, as an artist and the marks that they're making, because I can't replicate that amazing line. 
as much as I want to, I can't, and no one else can. It's just that one person who does it. And coming to that understanding of knowing that you really are special. We all are special little snowflakes. And, and that doesn't mean that we're less special because everybody is special, which is, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around sometimes because, you know, I like to say, because it's easy. If everything's special, nothing's special. I mean, that's my total negative personality coming out. But it is true. We are all so special. We are all touched and by God. And we are all part of this whole thing. And I really do believe, I mean, the big, the big creator is God. And we are the other creators. And we create purely just for creating. I mean, a bird creates a nest and they're beautiful and they're amazing, but it's a very specific purpose. I don't know if they would do it if they just had some free time, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so it's important, I think, and, and if you're drawn to be an artist, I think it's so important that you honor that and, and, and really support that so that you can move out underneath that heavy weight of the inner critic and the self-judgment and the self-recrimination and all of the darkness, you know, um, I'm telling you, it's so much more fun to start a piece of art and work on a piece of art where you're just like, you know, maybe this will work out and maybe it doesn't, but I really like where I'm going with it now is so much nicer than, Oh, this is garbage. Oh, I've ruined it. Oh, I have to start all over again. Oh, I should never be painting. I mean, terrible i was really bad and and there was it was painful to paint it wasn't fun um but now i i mean there were moments of fun and that's what kind of kept me coming back to making art because there were moments where i'd get lost in it and go painting has been more difficult for me because i well i was drawing for a long time i was drawing for over well over 10 years and um so paint painting again is really new um, and it was really difficult, but it's so nice not to do it like that anymore. And to know that if I hit a snag, I've got this meeting coming up and I can throw it in front of the group and get some feedback and, yeah. and some fresh perspective about what I might do with it. Something that I'm missing, or I know it's pretty good, but it's not quite right. And to have a really honest discussion about that with nobody getting bashed and no one getting harmed, but really just talking about the work. Um, it's, yeah. it's what I wanted critiques to be like in college. I wanted mm -hmm. to talk about the work, um, without all of the drama around yeah. it. And, and so uh, often, different. so often that what we end up creating comes from our, the own need that we've had ourselves or the place in which we wish we had something. Yeah. And so that's what we're seeing. And that's what we want to see come to life and create for other people. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, there's something special about that when that happens. It's not like, hey, let me come up with this clever idea or, hey, what is it that's, you know, really hot right now and trendy or what is it, you know, but it's coming more from a, a felt need within yeah. yourself. And yeah. then it's more of a natural expression. And I think that's when it connects more and it resonates with other people for sure. Yeah. And I think, I think this, I think Strong Artist Life was created in the same way because I'm not looking to you know, turn this into some sort of empire where uh -huh. I'm facilitating to everybody. I don't want that. I don't, I still want to paint. I really consider this my part-time, my part-time job. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the value to me and the value to the members has been so high. I, I do, I want to grow it a little bit. So like yeah. my max my amount of people I ever want to work with is like 40 
but then that would be divided up four times. So just groups of 10 is like it, like no more than 10, 10s, maybe even, maybe nine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, because I want that intimacy, because I think it is so important for artists that are drawn to what I'm offering to be seen and to be heard and to be known, you know, not just for that couple of hours where we meet, but over time to, to be able to look back at their work and be able to, you know, really point out the progression and the growth and, and give them that love and nourishment that they need to get out there and kill it, you know, and be open to all of these other opportunities that are art related and maybe not necessarily to their painting, because I look at, you know, my members who have now, you know, working with other artists or non-artists and how much healing that is bringing to those people that I wouldn't have worked with those people, but so it's magic. It is magic. And, and, and yeah, truly transformative. I, yeah. I, I can't believe I'm even talking about it like this because I, I didn't want to do it. I figured it would be a giant waste of time. It would be a giant commitment for me for my time. And I'd never paint again and my art would suffer for it. And it was going to be a huge giant. Um, what, what's the word when you compromise that I didn't want to make. Um, so I just started out really small because then I figured if I hate it, then I can end it. No one will notice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's turned into, I love it. And I'm thinking, you know, how long can I do this? You know, where I'm really adding value because that's my other thing, because there are a lot of people out there who are offering sun, the moon and the stars to work with them for a certain amount of time. Some of them, like I said, are amazing. And some of them aren't. And some of them will take your money and, and regurgitate um, information um, that they got for free uh, from the internet too, and charge you a lot of money for it. I paid for those people as well. So it is really important to me that I'm offering real, like, who are you? What exactly do you need? How can I help you? Yeah. Kind of effort rather than just here's the cookie cutter because if you do all this stuff and you post every day and you do the thing and you do that you're going to be successful because i don't think that's true <laughs> mm -hmm. and everybody's journey and path tends to be different and you have to contextualize yeah. it a lot yeah and relationships too who you know and what you have available as far as resources right and and so where, many so many things yeah, yeah where you live yep. you know are you hobnobbing if you want to be in a gallery are you hobnobbing with the gallery set you know mm -hmm. i i don't i don't live near the galleries but you know right. i don't know that i really care right which is a personal decision because i'm not i mean i am pretty introverted I want to make a t-shirt now that says hobnobbing with the galleries. Yeah, hobnobbing <laughs> with galleries. I'm going to make I that t-shirt. I want that t-shirt too. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, it is. It's a bunch of personal, <laughs> uh, personal choices. And, um, and, you know, so, so strong artist life doesn't purport that I'm going to, you know, launch you into uh, uh, professional success as an artist, mm -hmm. but I think that what I do offer is a really strong foundation so that you can make better decisions to really understand where you're going. Because I think a lot of people, what I've seen, and I think I did it too, um, were like, okay, I'm an artist and I'm making art. And so now I need to know how to sell it. I need to know how to get in galleries. I need to know how to do all the stuff, right? And it's pretty good. It's a body of work. It's all right. And we're going. And, but meanwhile, I'm still completely insecure. I'm still looking for outside validation. So every time I get a rejection, it's a nightmare. 
And I'm, you know, you're putting a cart before the horse. You're not, you're not whole as an artist yet to go out there and, and hobnob and, and take it for what it is. Because a lot of the hobnobbing, you know, people aren't going to just go, oh my gosh, you're here. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the artist has arrived. Like, that's what I wanted to happen. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, we all know that intellectually, but I think we all can walk around with a little piece of this, this time, you know, we'll be the lucky, we'll be the magic, you know, the, all the movies that we've seen, will be the one, it'll be that instant and they'll see my portfolio and they will be mind blown and they, you know, will be shoving everything off the walls to put my stuff up next. I mean, you know, and when the reality is, is galleries really don't even want you to walk in cold and show you, show you them anything for the most part. And there's different schools of thought on that, but I think, mostly they've got other work to do, mm -hmm. which is sell the art that they've already got on the walls um, and yeah. not to meet somebody else and spend more time talking to some other insecure person <laughs> who's desperate for validation. Right. You know, and it's funny, <laughs> you mentioned this before, but I'm going to bring it back to the dating world, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's like when you meet somebody and they need to be, they need to have a sense of who they are yes. and secure enough in themselves so that when you have two people who are coming together, who are in that place, that's where the sweet spot is. But if somebody's like reeking of desperation and insecurity yes. and everything else, like, do you enjoy being around that person? Regardless if it's dating, or whatever, just a person in general like that. In, in general. No, you don't. You want to run the other way. Yeah, and so, they, they take too much. Yeah, it's like, it's like energy vampires. Um, mm -hmm. But when you introduce art into that as well, and now you're talking about a potential livelihood that gets even more complicated. And too many people, I think, get stuck in that place of not choosing themselves yeah. and going, I'm going to just validate myself right now because nobody else is doing it. Right. I'm going to do the best of work I can. I'm going to be satisfied in the work that I'm doing and keep yeah. putting it out there and keep showing up and keep showing right. up, keep showing keep up. Showing and when you start doing that, when you start gaining some more confidence uh, behind yourself and your abilities, then that's when people start to take notice. That's when people start to say, hey, this person isn't an energy vampire. They're, they're not like the sad sack. I think right. I do want to actually be around them. Right, <laughs> so yeah. And I think a part of that, when you are in the insecurity mode, um, you know, that's when you really need to figure out, like, what am I willing to really invest in myself, right? Because- yeah. You're, you're constantly looping. It's a choice. You make a choice. You're either just going to stay in the loop, you know, and if you're suffering from depression or something more serious, you know, are you going to invest in getting yourself a good therapist? Not just any therapist, because there are a lot of any therapists out there, but some therapists that you connect with that really, you know, helps you. That's, that is one of the better things you can do for yourself, for your life. And with your art or business or whatever it is, are you going to invest in the mentors, in, in the kinds of structures that can really kind of get you over your old humps of stuff that you've been stuck behind for a long time to kind of move past that? Because I think a lot of times as humans, we need other people to help us past that. But the people in our family, they're in it too. That's where it came from, right? So they're not going to be typically, they're not going to be ones who can help you. Even if they have transformed themselves in their lives, I don't think they're the ones who can lift you out of your stuff either. Um, you know, and so it is important for us to look outside of our own systems to, if we really want to change and really want to grow, I think it is important to kind of break the mold 
kind of get out of your own systems. I'm not saying leave them behind, but to reach for, you know, a lifeline that's outside of that to really take you out of that cycle in your head where you're always whatever it is, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's, while it feels, while it seems normal, it's only because you've been listening to it for 30, 40 years. Right. And it seems factual because it's the loudest voice in your head, but that's not true. (laughs) Loud doesn't mean it's factual and constant doesn't mean it's real. It just is what you've become accustomed to given, you know, whatever you've gone through. And I've certainly gone through it a lot, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is much nicer on the other side when you can have an epic fail where someone didn't validate your work because you kind of came at it crossways without realizing it, you know, get knocked on your butt for a couple of weeks, but then come back and be okay. And I was okay after that because then I was doing a demo, an online demo for an art guild talking about, you know, um, the idea of making paintings that are ugly and just experimenting and exploring and finding all these new things and what you can do and how it really doesn't matter. That it really is just paint on canvas and it doesn't mean anything. The importance is in the artist, not the art. I mean, the art is a great byproduct of a great artist, right? So I think that's really where we need to focus. So anyway, I'm doing this demo and I'm just getting started. And then this guy, um, I just hear the voice because I'm not, I'm, you know, painting off on another camera and says, that's the bleepiest painting I've ever seen. And I was just like, wow, (laughs) (laughs) shoot. Like, I don't know any of these people. And I'm thinking at that moment, he must be part of the group, right? Because no one said anything. And there's probably other people in the group that don't like abstract art either. And boof, this is going to be a long hour and a half I've got left on this thing. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just say, well, Okay. I mean, but that kind of underlines the point of what I'm talking about is, you know, I mean, we're just started here and this is, this isn't going to be an amazing art phase. Beginning a painting is not amazing art. That's, that's what you're working towards. It's a progression. And sometimes your paintings just need to be awkward and ugly and unknown for a while. And that's okay. In fact, I think it's better, but anyhow, so then, um, so then I'm just like, haha, whatever, you know, I'm not going to be rude because I'm, you know, a guest and, and all of that. And then, and then he says more horrible stuff. I mean, like really horrible stuff, attacking me as a lady and, <laughs> and everything. And I went on for a couple of minutes and finally I just, and I was just like, okay, whatever. And I'm just not really responding and kind of surprised that I'm not responding. And I finally just said, can we turn him off? And the host says, I'm trying. Um, but I can't. And then eventually she just ended the meeting and then they invited me back a few minutes later and I came back on and she goes, we got hacked. And, and, and that's why I couldn't turn him off because he was flipping around to different profiles and, and everyone was like, we're so glad you're back. And I didn't say those things. And I love your work. This is amazing. And, and we're so glad you're here. And that was so impressive how you totally were just laughing and you didn't let this upset you. Right. And in my head at the time, I was thinking, yeah, I was pretty impressed with that too, right? Because a couple of weeks ago, I had somebody say acrylic paints are nice and I was uh, I was a puddle on the floor. And then here I've got someone shouting at me in front of a group of strangers. I'm supposed to be, you know, this expert <laughs> about how awful my work is and how awful I am. Um, 
And I guess because it was so outrageous, it was a little easier for me to understand, like, this guy is just a loser, right? And I don't really need to take it seriously. But the part I was most impressed about was that there was nothing in me that took that in. So when I went to bed that night, there was no part that went, you know, he was a jerk, but he might have been a little bit right. Maybe you are just a little awful as a painter. And that never happened. And that's when I knew that I was, I had recovered and I was, and I was back to who I am right now. And I still want to get better. Um, but you know, uh, but I do attribute being able to talk about my art and talk about other artists art and their process and their struggles and their triumphs. There are so many has made me a much stronger artist and it's made me a much stronger person and I'm much more positive and and can really it's like it's like I've opened up the door to who I was as a kid before life right like back when I was like kindergarten first grade I was like I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to be a cowboy (laughs) you know and I'm going to climb all the trees and do all the things and I feel like I've you know all this I've kind of come back full circle to be more of that person mm-hmm. with some wisdom, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. But much sure. more like, you know, there's so much to be thankful for in each of our lives. We have, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just the fact that we're alive, big one right there that we get to breathe and, and be here and do this and paint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Pamela, this has been an amazing conversation, and uh, I so thank you for just unpacking your journey a little bit more, sharing your experiences, yeah. and just talking shop. It's always great. I always just love connecting with you, just on a personal level, of course, thank also. You. Um, mm-hmm. And as we wrap up, just drop some links on us, if you can. Where can people yeah. see your work? Where can they go and find out about Strong Artist Life? Um, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, the easiest thing is probably going to my Strong Artist Life website, which is strongartistlife.com. And then in there, there's links to my art website, which is more complicated because it's pamelarobertsonart.com. But that's where I am. And um, you can book a discovery call with me. I don't do any sales. so We can just talk about it. You can share your work if you want to get a little bit of feedback. I don't do any coaching on those calls, but we can talk about you know, if maybe I am something, somebody that you, that you would benefit by working from, or if I can direct you to somebody else, or maybe warn you off some other people that I have worked with, that's kind of bad to say. (laughs) But um, if you have questions, I've taken, I've worked with a bunch of them and there are some really wonderful people out there. And um, yeah, that's, that's it. Like I said, I'm looking for people that I connect with, that connect with me to work with. I'm not building a big empire, but I love the growth and the just the expansiveness of, of what's been going on is I love being a part of it. I love being part of it. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This has been so good talking to you. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.